Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, it's episode number 17 of the Sal Sports and Stuff podcast. Thanks for coming aboard, downloading, subscribing. Once again, please subscribe. It really helps out. When you have a new episode, you just get it automatically. And the best way to listen, the best way is through your podcast app on your phone, uh, Apple, iTunes. But that's not the only way. And there's lots of other ways. WGR550.com, Sal Sports and Stuff. Just search it. You'll find it. Thanks to all the new listeners, downloaders, subscribers, everything. Really appreciate it. Trying to give you as much content as possible during these, uh, you know, tough times for everybody to deal with as far as staying home, um, maybe not working when you want to, when you can, when you should, making money, figuring out ways to kind of live your lives around everything that's going on, whatever it is, whatever challenges that you're facing right now, you know, hopefully these kinds of things, these podcasts, our radio shows, whatever, give you some sort of distraction, normalcy, however you want to kind of term it or talk about it. And we're not ignoring it. Of course, you know, I'm in the same boat as a lot of you. I I can't go anywhere. I have my son Max here with my wife and we're doing our best to kind of navigate through the situation as best as possible. But at the same time, I know a lot of you need sports. You need content, things away from the coronavirus situation to listen to, to talk about and uh, kind of feel normal at the very least on a daily basis. So here we are. And today, Got a really special guest for you, Josh Reed from Channel 4, WIVB TV in Buffalo, sports director. No, not the former Buffalo Bills wide receiver. People still think he is sometimes when he pops up on Twitter. But uh, Josh and I have been friends for a while since he came to Buffalo several years ago. We've done a lot of things on the TV side together and on the radio side. We're going to do this podcast and not really talk about the Buffalo Bills. And I'm just giving you a heads up right now. It's actually more about things that are going on in you know, the world and the country right now and how we're all dealing with it, especially from a professional perspective and a personal perspective. But, you know, doing TV right now, that's challenging. Finding highlights. There's no games. How is that working out? So Josh will tell us about that. They have a wonderful addition to the sports department. Heather Prusak coming over from Channel 2 to Channel 4. Uh, Jenna Harner, unfortunately, leaving. She's done a great job. We'll get into that as well. And then we will talk about the NFL, Tom Brady, the quarterback carousel, all that stuff that's happening throughout the offseason. And Josh recently went on a trip with his new lovely wife, Elizabeth. They were just married on New Year's Eve. They went to Aruba. We'll talk about that as well. So a whole lot to get into with Josh Reed of Channel 4 in Buffalo. All right, buddy. Well, normally we're uh, doing things together, maybe face-to-face on your TV station, on YouTube, on my channel, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, Facebook Live. But uh, this is what we've resorted to and we've had to, social distancing. So we are on, we're in two different places. I'm at my home. I'm assuming you're at your home or work and we're on the phone together. So we can't see each other, but it's good to talk to you. I miss your sunny, smiling face, Sal. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a different world we live in right now. And hopefully, um, you know, hopefully this all comes to, to a conclusion soon and, and it has a happy ending, hopefully. 
Well, let's talk about this situation, both personally and professionally. Uh, let's start with personally. Um, how are you holding up? Uh, I know that you got married recently, you and your wife. Uh, how is everything going in the Reed household? Good, good. Everything's good. She hasn't killed me yet, so that's <laughs> that's that's a plus. That's good. Um, yeah, it's um, no, it's it, it's good. You know, we're just like everybody else. I mean, there's no blueprint for this, right? I right. mean, you kind of figure it out as you go. Um, you know, it's it's a challenging situation. We're both in good health. Knock on wood. Um, you know, we try to get out and go for walks and just kind of do little things. That's if nothing else, it really makes you appreciate some of the things that you just kind of took for granted. Agreed. You know, dogs for a walk was not a huge, joyous occasion one month ago. But now to take the dog outside for 20 minutes and to go for a walk is like this this great event, this grand event. It's like, oh, we're going outside and it's going to be a 20-minute walk. But, yeah, I mean, we're hanging in there. You know, it's um, like I said. You know, everybody's just kind of figuring out it, 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 figuring it out as we go. And I know you announced on social media not too long ago, so I hope you don't mind me uh, saying you're, you're expecting a child. And obviously, that's got to be a little bit more stressful for you at this time, not knowing, you know, what's around the corner this summer. Yeah, absolutely. Very excited. And, uh, you know, that's obviously another reason why, you know, we pay particular attention to the health and make sure that we're social distancing. You know, if six feet is good for everyone else, we're trying to do eight. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but everything's good. Like I said, everyone's healthy and we're just trying to keep it that way. And yeah, there is definitely an extra added element of unknown to it, you know, when you're expecting a baby, but um, yeah, so far so good. We just keep our fingers crossed and, you know, as we continue to approach the due date in uh, the middle of May, you know, we just hope that, you know, by then things have started to, you know, what do they say, flatten the curve? Yep. Hopefully it's not even flat. Hopefully it's descending by then. How excited are you? Oh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. As you know, I already have one son, mm-hmm. uh, Kellen, who's nine. He's awesome. I And you know this, we're, we're cut from the same cloth. There's no better thing than being a dad. Right. It's it's just, it's the best, you know, there's nothing better than kind of seeing the traits of your kid come out and see their personality develop and just watch them kind of grow into, you know, into a little kid and then into kind of a little man. And it's just, man, there's, there's nothing like it. It, it is, it's an awesome thing. Yeah. And you know, you've gotten to know Max really well. Um, it's so funny. Anytime he hears someone named Josh, whether, except for Josh Allen, he doesn't do this with, but if he hears, <laughs> if he hears the name Josh on TV, he'll say, actually, what he says is just like Josh Allen or Josh Reed. That's what he says to me all the time. It's hilarious, right? <laughs> well, I am a good company then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. And, um, you know, it's been awesome for me. It's been challenging in a lot of respects to kind of figure out the scheduling. That's for me, that's the biggest issue right now because my wife's working. She's swamped right now trying to get people up to speed on what they need to do. She has to kind of set up a lot of the remote stuff that they're doing at her work. So both of us are, you know, trying to help Max along with his schoolwork, distance learning. That's the biggest thing for me is the scheduling with him because he has personally been awesome. If I say, Hey, we got to do this at this time. He's been great about it. You know, I mean, he, he fights back a, a, a minute, but it's been really, really good for me though. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. If, if he only gets his schoolwork done after two hours, what do we do the rest of the day? And then I struggle <laughs> with, do I let him play games? Do I let him watch TV? I feel like kind of a bad dad, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know what else we're supposed to do here, though. 
You know, one of the things that I think this is reinforced is how pliable kids are Yes, at, at a young age. I mean, they just are. They, they will adapt. They figure things out it, more so than maybe older people do. Right. I mean, you know, we're struggling and kids are finding a way to adapt and they just, especially at a young age like that, they just figure, they figure it out as they go. And Hey, you know, you mentioned the, you know, distance learning and everything. I, I can't say it enough. Teachers oh. and the school administration in this area, and quite frankly, across the country, because it's not just here in Western New York, an amazing job at the way they were able to call an audible at the line of scrimmage and get kids their workload to continue a learning, you know, and continue their, you know, their learning basis and kind of get them all the homework they need. And it's just, I've been, I'm so impressed at how quickly they were able to get stuff in these kids' hands so that they can continue their school year. I'm just blown away because that is no small feat. Um, But I'm with you. (laughs) It's crazy because last weekend, um, Kellen and I played, and my wife, we played two entire games of Monopoly. <laughs> I, I just wasn't sure that was That's possible. great. Two entire games of Monopoly. I don't, I don't think I've ever, you know, normally, you know how it is. Monopoly is one of those, <laughs> it's just a long game. Well, when there's nothing else to do, mm. you, you get through a whole game of Monopoly. We did Uno last night. We played Uno. Uno's a good one. I, by the way, I got my butt kicked. Is Max somebody, and and I'm not one of those dads. I don't let my my son win. Like that's not happening. I like I try to beat him. Um, no, I, no, I let him when we play physical. Pound him into the ground. No, no. When we play physical you know, sports, just, like knee hockey, I'll let him win. But if we play like card games or board games, I do not let him win. No. Yeah, exactly. But uh, and I gotta find a new strategy because he kicked my butt. I mean, he kicked our tails. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. He, I looked over at one point. He had 19 properties and stacks of cash, and I'm going, oh, "This is this this is probably good for his future." I don't know what it says about my future. No, it's amazing. It really is. It's a great point about kids adapting. And, and um, shout out to all the parents out there who are doing their best to you know balance all the lives at home with their kids. And like you said, the teachers just. Uh, invaluable, immeasurable, you know, what they bring to all of us. So Josh Reed here from Channel 4, WIVB TV sports director in Buffalo, joining me on the South Sports and Stuff podcast. Let's shift to the professional side. Josh, what are the challenges right now? And there's no there's no sports to cover. There's no highlights. How, how did you navigate through all of this and, and on a daily, nightly basis? How is this for you guys? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely tiptoeing through the tulips, trying to figure it out as we go. Speaking of not having a blueprint, um, yeah, you know, I was, uh, Scott Swenson, our photographer, he, he and I, we were in um, Cleveland for the MAC tournament when the sports world really kind of, we were there covering the UB women when the sports world literally slammed the brakes on. I mean, it went from, oh, we're here at the MAC tournament and there aren't any fans to after their game, within an hour after that game, the NBA canceled its season. And you knew immediately this is the first domino. Like it's, it's going to like all the other, everybody else is going to follow suit now. And that's exactly what happened. Everybody started canceling everything. And so when we were on the car ride back, I said to Scott, I said, Hey, you know, we have to come up with a plan here of attack to fill these sports casts that we have every single day. And, and I kind of came up with an idea, you know, it started as a small one. He was like, you know, maybe we can do like some sort of a, 
history thing or something. And I said, yeah, you know what? That's, that's a good idea. And we talked about it and talked about it. So what we've been doing is we've been doing a look at sports history, whether it's, we try to focus on Buffalo sports history, but if there isn't anything huge, you know, we can expand it. We, we did one last night or yeah, last night on the, on a big Sabres trade that happened and, and Wayne Gretzky scoring, you know, uh, he passed Gordy Howe's record. Right. So yep. we did that. So, I mean, it's kind of good, you know, to look back a little retrospective piece. Now, um, starting this week, starting the next couple of days, we're going to do 30 prospects in 30 days, which is something that we always do leading up to the NFL draft. A little different this year because <laughs> in the past, the Bills have had a first round pick. So it's been like, oh, well, you know, you you feel like you can narrow it down to a couple positions and a couple guys. And, but you know, when, when the pick's not until the second round, it, you know, you're, you're, you're really throwing darts um, to, to try to figure that out. But yeah, so we've tried to fill it that way. Now, as far as social distancing and everything, I mean, it was nothing for our sports department to have four to five people in it every single day. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, our office is big, but it's not that big. Um, so Scott's been working at home. Most of the people have been working at home. Um, I'll do my work, the work that I can get done at home, I'll do at home. And then I'll go in and anchor the shows, but I'll get at literally everything I need to get done before I go on air. And I'll walk in 30 minutes before the show starts and I'll go on air. And as soon as the shows are over, I leave. And then I go home for dinner break. And then I do the same thing. Now you probably are the same as I am. I find myself actually doing more work at home yeah. than I would if I was actually at the station because I feel like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to fall behind. That's I want right. to feel like I'm contributing. I want to, I want to, I'm, I'm a busy body like you are. I want to, I don't want to sit my feet up, aren't up on the couch and I need to contribute. And I find myself starting stuff at 9am and then I'm leaving at midnight from work and I'm going, all right, I need to figure out some sort of balance here and I'm, I'm struggling to find that. Yeah, uh, that's a great point I want to get to in a second. By the way, come here for a second, Max. Max actually literally just walked in. This is what happens when you're home and you're recording a podcast or going on live <laughs> radio. And um, I'm talking with Josh Reed. Come here, buddy. He, you want to say hi to Josh? Hey, Max. Come hi. here, hold on. You got to listen. Put just this on. Hi, buddy. How are you? He said, wait, wait, can you hear him? Hold on. Here, put your, uh, I'm going to put his headphone on him. Hold on one second. All right. Can you hear this? There you go. Now, Josh is going to talk to you and you can talk right into the microphone. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go say hi. Hi, hi buddy. Hi, Max. How are you? Good. Did you get all your school schoolwork done? Yeah. Nice job. That's awesome. Good work, buddy. What's your favorite subject right now? Uh, word work. Word, word work? Okay. Yeah, he's doing good at word, word work. He was right. going to say science, I think, word, for a second work. there. We did a lot of uh, weather with science recently, so you know we've been working on that as nice. well. Um, you know, well, We just went to that cupcake thing. Did you eat all the cupcakes yet, Max? What? Did you eat all the cupcakes yet that we brought home? No. No, I don't think so. Hey, um, tell Josh about um, what happened with Tom Brady. He's leaving the Patriots. <laughs> He's leaving the Patriots. That's right. I know. Do you remember what team he went to? Did you cheer? Did you right. cheer for that, Max? Did you cheer for him leaving the Patriots? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, All right. Well, that's good. Listen, now I'm 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 recording here, so you got to be quiet if you're going to be in the other room. See, this is what happens when we're just uh, you know yeah. practicing our working at home. But great point, Josh. What you said because um, you know you were talking about doing more work. I said to my I said on the radio yesterday when I was filling in for Howard with Jeremy, I actually have a feeling that we're going to see 
a, like some sort of big name in media in a couple of years were like, oh, how'd that person get their start? They're like, oh, remember coronavirus? They were at home and they basically started doing shows from home and now they become really big. Or what's going to happen is, and I should say, companies are going to realize, hey, I don't have to pay people to come into work. I can have them work at home. They're actually really productive when we never really thought they would be. That was a, like taboo for some companies. And now they're realizing we can actually do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, I, I'm telling you, I need to find a fine line here though. I need to figure out how to walk it because, and before you called today, I, you know, I had some comp time to take and because we're slow right now, I said, you know what, I'm going to take Tuesday as a comp day and, and take the day off. And before you called, I spent an hour and a half doing work. Mm-hmm. And my wife, who's working from home, looked over at me and said, are you doing work right now? I said, yeah. And she Amazing. goes, well, isn't this supposed to be a comp day? Aren't you supposed to? And I, she goes, can't you unplug? And, and you know how it is. I'm not saying anything that's any different from you and, and most people in our industry. We're just, we're, it, here's the thing. If it was truly work, we wouldn't do it. But we, there is there is a lot of pleasure in it. You know, there's a lot of. Oh, this is, you know, it doesn't feel like work. That's part of the issue. Yeah. I mean, we, we have great jobs. We work in sports. We cover sports. We talk about sports for a living. I mean, I always tell people like it, it, I'm doing what so many millions of people would love to do every day. We should never, ever take it for granted because we're so lucky. hundred percent. And that's why, you know, when I'm sitting here working on different, you know, feature profile pieces on, you know, a different prospect. And I was working on Jonathan Taylor, the Wisconsin running back today. And I was going back and listening to some of his sound bites from the combine in Indianapolis and just looking up some of his stats and stuff like that. And, you know, that's not, I, it is work technically, but I don't feel like it's work. I feel like it's just, you know, it's something that I would do if I were a fan. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's not, I don't know. It's, it's strange. It's, like I said, I do at some point need to to unplug, but I don't feel like I'm plugging in in order to do that either. Yeah, you know, one of the things I've done here, uh, Josh, is I've been creating these trivia games online on Sporkle, and it, they've become such a hit. I didn't realize that the first day or so, I'm like, hey, to pass some time, here's some Bill's trivia, and go um, name the leading rushers since 1980. And then, like, everybody's like, oh, this is cool, do another one. And then I did one, oh, can you name all the people that Josh Allen has thrown a touchdown pass to in his career? And they've hit, and, like, literally a couple of these. I've done, like, five of them, one a day last week. And one of them is up to like 4,000 different plays online, which is amazing. And you just never know. And being creative is, is really invigorated me. Like, okay, this is an opportunity to be more creative, to find out, like you said, do some things in the sports department that you haven't done before. And, you know, I bet you there are people every night, there's lots of people looking forward to, oh, that day in history thing that Channel 4 is doing. Yeah. And I mean, how it's always fun to see the old video, right? Yep. Like, the, like video from the odds. Like, it's just, it's just cool. It's, it's always fun to see that, that video. And it always takes you back and reminds you of, and you know, quite frankly, everybody needs a break, you know, right now, you know, a distraction. Everybody needs, whether it's just two minutes or five minutes or however long it might be, everybody needs a little break. We, you know, you were a guest on, you know, the Buffalo kickoff live as always. And we just did, you know, we just did a show. You know, when, when Tom Brady decided to leave and all the free agency stuff happened and, you know, while everybody continues to have their finger on the pulse of the coronavirus situation, sometimes you just need 30 minutes 
or five minutes or whatever you can get. Like I said, the 15 minute walk now is, you know, it's just, it's almost like a mini vacation away from everything. And, you know, it's nice. People are thirsty for the sporkle trivia stuff that you're doing. Like it sports is such a, it's such an escape for so many people. It's just, it's such, such a, it's so ingrained in our lives. It gives everyone, you know, Sundays, how many, I mean, people look forward to Sundays because it's a couple of hours to just forget about work and not, I mean, obviously for you and I, it, it is work, but for, you know, 99.9% of people, it's just a chance to unplug and not think about anything else and, and watch it, watch, you know, just watch sports. And, you know, I miss March Madness. I miss the brackets. I mean, is one of my favorite days of the year is the Thursday, that first yep. round, right? Just of course. Filling out the bracket. And it's, it's, it's that, it's that 15 minutes before the first tip off where you go, you look at your bracket and go, you know what? This is the year, the perfect bracket. And then within three hours, the perfect bracket is gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. And, and you find yourself, you find yourself rooting for a team. Like you went to that college, <laughs> like you're an alum. From yeah. There. Yeah. Valparaiso is your favorite <laughs> team that you've ever had. And then the next round, you can't stand them. <laughs> that same player that you rooted for, you are not rooting against because you do not have them beating Michigan State. You have them losing to Michigan State. And now you're an alum from Michigan State. I know, right? It's like a it's a uh, directional state university that you can't even name the mascot, but suddenly you're just like super invested <laughs> in two hours of basketball yeah. with them. It's pretty incredible. I, I want to ask you, too, about uh, a big change that's coming up at Channel 4 that's been announced and – um, that is a uh, personnel change. Heather Prusak coming over from Channel 2 to Channel 4, and she's been in this area for a long time. She's built up a great name and reputation. I think she's terrifically talented, and she's going to re- be replacing another very talented young lady in Jenna Harner. So if you can kind of tell us a little bit about what Jenna has meant to your sports department um, and you know what it means for her to move on, and then also bringing in Heather to you guys. Yeah, obviously very proud of everything that Jenna did while she was here couple of years that she was here she was you know great to you know have in the department um you know a a hard worker super talented i mean another one of these really young and talented um people that came through the sports department that i look at and go just with awe and go wow you know i wish i could have been that good that young i mean just just really really talented and that's why she's getting an opportunity to go to pittsburgh Um, you know, Pittsburgh, it's a bigger market, you know, she's going to get a chance to, you know, travel, cover the Steelers. Um, you know, so she's going to, you know, obviously Pittsburgh is, you know, just like Buffalo when it comes to their passion for sports. I mean, and, you know, they have, you know, obviously with the Steelers and the Penguins and the Pirates, I mean, they, and Pitt, I mean, they, they have a ton of sports to cover year round. Uh, she's going to, and she's going to be great there. She is going to excel. I have no doubt in my mind, you know, so obviously we were disappointed when we found out that she'd be leaving, but it, the timing worked out, you know, Heather Prusak became available. She's somebody that you and I have both worked alongside, um, you know, in that, in the bills, you know, media room. And I've always thought she was super talented. I, you know, I've always thought that she, she is somebody who works her tail off. Yep. I mean, she just, 
she is a hard worker. She's determined. Um, yeah. And I think, I think we're getting somebody who, um, you know, feels like they still have a lot to just maybe show people and just kind of, you know, maybe, you know, continue her growth and, you know, and I'm hoping that, you know, we give her that platform to continue to grow and continue to get better because, you know, I think the sky's the limit for her. I, I just do. I think that, um, it's going to be a great fit. It's, it really is. Josh Reed, Channel 4, IVB Sports Director. Before all this coronavirus stuff happened, uh, I mentioned earlier uh, you got married, and you got married right on uh, New Year's Eve, I think it was, right? It was the day you got married? Yeah, yep. And then um, you and your wife uh, took a honeymoon to Aruba, and I know that right now it's tough to talk about traveling and all those kinds of things because we can't do that, but I know how much you really enjoyed it, and it was super interesting and fun for you. So I wanted to ask you about that because I've never been there. And I think when all this is done, people may realize, hey, there's some things I want to do in life, places I want to go that I haven't been to. This gave me an opportunity. Maybe people are thinking to think about doing those things finally, um, you know, before I can't. So tell us a little bit about Aruba. Like, what were some of the cool and interesting parts of it? And maybe even start with the journey itself and getting over there. Yeah, um, it was it was really great. Um, you know, it's a place that neither of us has been, and we've both been fortunate to to travel a lot. She has really traveled a lot. She's been to every continent at this point. So, <laughs> finding places that she hasn't been is is more of a challenge. But neither of us had been to Aruba, um, and we went. It was you know, it, it we left Sunday of the Super Bowl. So. It was kind of cool because we actually got to watch the Super Bowl from there. We landed at two o'clock and moseyed across the street where there was a sports book, a casino, and uh, put a few shekels on uh, on the Super Bowl and watched it from the hotel with our feet kicked up and yeah, and it just kind of you know watched the Super Bowl. Obviously, a great game and kind of enjoyed that. But the weather there—it's such a the weather there was amazing. It was 84 in the day and 82 at night. And there was always a constant breeze, which was great because if there wouldn't have been, it would have been oppressively hot. Um, it was great. The water was really, the, the whole place was clean. It was incredible how clean everything was. And we were in a cab and I asked the driver, I said, you know, I'm just really impressed at how clean, you know, Aruba is. And he said, look, we have one thing and that's tourism. That's it. If we lose tourism, we have nothing. And he said, we realize that if we don't take care of our guests, make them feel like they're at home and make sure that they, they leave here with a great experience. If we lose that, we will have nothing. And I, I walked away from our conversation, which was about 20 minutes thinking, wow, I mean, they really take a pride in the service that they're delivering to people. There, there is a sense of pride and you know what, that we do this because we're really good at it. We have a great venue and, you know, and people leave, I've, I've, I know a handful of people that have been to Aruba and they all rave about it. And, and I do too, because it was, it was a, it was a great experience, but speaking real quick, mm-hmm. not to get too far off track. Speaking of travel though, I don't know if you've seen these videos. If, you know, I, you, you and I are the same way. You're always trying to look for the glass half full thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if there is 
an upside to everything that's happened right now is people have stopped traveling and the environment has almost hit a reset button. I was watching on social media and in Venice, the canals, dolphins are swimming up and down the canals. And it's the first time in 60 years that there have been dolphins in the canals because there's no pollution because, you know, I, I talked to a good friend of mine who lives out in LA. He's, he's a news anchor out in LA. And I asked about their air quality right now. And he said, it's, it's as good as it's been in years because you know, there's no air pollution. That's amazing. I mean, so, you know, so, I mean, like, maybe said, we can learn some lessons from this too, right? Maybe we can learn some lessons from this. You, you'd hope, you know, I hope so. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to make, make it sound like, Oh, good thing that we got. Corona, no, 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 but it, not at all. But what I'm saying is if there is anything that maybe comes out of this is, Hey, you know, you know, maybe, maybe mother earth got kind of a reset button that, and the fact that hopefully we walk away from this, I hope, I hope probably against hope, but maybe we walk away from this and go, you know what? This world is all kind of tied together, right? We're all kind of, I mean, it's easy just to go, oh, yeah, we're all in this together in Western New York, but not really. I mean, this is Wuhan, China, right? I mean, we're all in his, that was ground zero. I mean, you know, like, we're all in this together. We all need to make sure that everybody does their part so that we all stay healthy and can can live. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, Aruba Wikipedia page because I was curious, and it was a small island. 69 nice small miles is what it is, actually. Uh, very small. Yeah. And wow, did you like, were you able to kind of travel on, you know, kind of see all of it? Or did you stay in one area? How did that work? Yeah, we did. We mostly just stayed in one little area and walked around. It's nice because you can do a lot of walking. Um the resort that we stayed at had a private island mm. that you could take a boat to, and it was just you know off of the coastline, um, and it was great because they had it was there were they had a flamingo island and a like a little gecko lizard island, and you get off the boat and you can go to the right and it would take you to the flamingos, and it was a beach and it was a beach filled with flamingos just walking around. It was, it was crazy. And I mean, they were so used to humans being around that you could just walk right up to it, kneel down in the water and take your picture with a flamingo. I mean, and I'm talking within a foot of the flamingo. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I, I, and then go know, ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. And then if you go to the right there, there were a bunch of lizards and <laughs> you know, they're just walking around. I mean, some big lizards too. I'm oh, yeah. talking, Guys who are about four feet long. Like Komodo dragons, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, huge. And I'm looking at the ethnic groups. Um, there was, here are the here are the ethnic groups that have at least 1% of the population in Aruba. Aruban, of course, and then Colombian, Dutch, Dominican, Venezuelan, Caracauan, uh, Haitian, I hope I said that right, uh, Surinamese, uh, Peruvian, Chinese, I mean, who? what was the predominant language where there, was it mostly English speaking? Did you get along with how were you able to communicate on the Island? Yeah, no, it was it, every, everyone speaks English because okay. a lot, like I said, you know, they, they gear everything toward tourism. And I mean, yep. Americans travel there and Americans spend their money there. So yeah, there was, you know, there was a, everyone, 
I didn't have any issues, if you will, um, with a language barrier. Um, everyone spoke English and all, you know, all the signs were in English and all the menus were in English. And I mean, we went to some local eateries. Um, yeah. And I mean, it was, it was great. It was, it was really, really a great Island. Like I said, we were able to walk to most of it and it was, yeah, it was. Where would you like to go next? You've been to, you went to Thailand, you went to Aruba, you went to Thailand. It was right. I think last time, uh, a couple years ago. Yep. Uh, Bali, Bali. That's what it was. That's right. Where would you like to go? Any, is there anywhere on the, um, checklist that you, you said that Elizabeth's been to pretty much every continent. Where would you guys like to go next? Oh, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) anywhere at this point, right. (laughs) Right. Right. Stuck inside. Um, but yeah, um, and Bali was definitely one that she shoved me out of my comfort zone to go to, and and it was the trip of a lifetime. I mean, it, that was awesome. Um, you know, we unfortunately we had really good friends of ours that were going to get married um, at Lake Como in, in Italy uh, in July, and they had to cancel because I that's a part of Italy I've never been to, and I was kind of looking forward to, to doing that, and it's near Switzerland, and we were going to go up there, and I'd never been there, so I was looking. Looking forward to that, but um, you, hey, you know the place I've never been. Where I've been to Bali, never been to Hawaii. Oh, okay. I've never been to Hawaii. Now I have. Never I was on been. a cruise there with my family when I was in college, and like we did one of those cruises, just like now, where you go each island every day. It was amazing. But I was sure. in my twenties with my family, with my mom and my stepdad at the time, and um, you know. But it is a wonderful place. You're right. It's it's very unique because each island is totally different. Yeah, and that's that's a place I've never been. And that, as I said, Hawaii. She's sitting in the background, nodding her head. She's been, <laughs> um, and I know that she would like to go again. <laughs> um, it's that's definitely really high on um, on my checklist. I I tell you, I've, I've I've been fortunate enough to go to Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done Ireland, which was great. Um, so yeah, you know. I, Spain is another one. I've never been to Spain. I think Spain would be cool to go to. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, in the more immediate future, um, with, with, with baby on the way, Hawaii is probably the most doable, you know, not that international travel, you can obviously pull off. It's not that, you know, it's not that uncommon. Um, but yeah, I think Hawaii is probably, probably next on the list. I might go the other way too. I, I haven't been to Alaska yet. I think I might want to try that and see what that's like. To yeah. Go there. See that nothing, nothing about Alaska <laughs> says, Hey, that's a place that Josh Reed needs to go. <laughs> nothing about it. I hear you. Hey, <laughs> be- hey, do me a favor. Take pictures. Take I will. Pictures, I'll, I'll send you pictures. I'll, I'll live. I'll live vicariously through you on that one. All right. So let's wrap up with uh, some football. Shall we? Let's do this real quick because it's weird. Actually. I, I said to you, I said, Josh, I want to ask you, um, about your the most surprising thing with quarterbacks that have, has happened this offseason. I texted you and said, let's talk about that. And it's crazy. As I'm talking to you right now, Cam Newton was released, not traded, released by the Carolina Panthers. This just happened literally like a few minutes ago while I'm chatting with you recording this podcast. So let's throw that into the mix. Um, what other than Tom Brady to the Bucks? Because that even if that is or not the most obvious, uh, you know, surprising thing, let's just throw him out of the equation. What has been the most surprising thing about this quarterback carousel to you this this offseason? Um, yeah, that Cam Newton news is big. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? Ryan Tannehill getting four years, one eighteen. Okay. 
man, I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a lot of juice for a guy who started last season not starting. <laughs> like, he began last year on the bench. You know, I, he, he couldn't win the starting job out of camp. I, and I know that he put together a really nice season. I get that. I, I just, man, I, that is a lot of money for a quarterback that had three quarters of one good season. And I, I know that going back to Miami, he showed flashes and there were bits and pieces. And But, man, that is a lot of money to give to a guy that you you know that the the running back Derrick Henry is still like that's that's the guy who makes that offense go. Um, so I don't know. That I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, the Cam Newton news that you just said. That's the fact that I mean we're talking about a guy who five six years ago was a revolutionary quarterback. I mean just his size and strength and the ability to run the ball and had a, has a cannon for an arm and and now is just looking for work. And I mean, I mean, where does he land? I mean, well, I mean, a lot of people will connect the dots to the Patriots and and I don't know if that's going to happen at this point, Josh. Um, I I just don't see them doing something like that. And in fact, that is actually my answer about if I was to say surprising for me, the surprising thing for me has been that the Patriots really didn't seem like they had a plan after Tom Brady, or maybe this is the plan, which is Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham and see what happens. And we're going to kind of take a step back, but it just, it always seemed to me, it, it did not surprise me at all that Brady left. I've been saying that he was going to for a year, basically. But what surprised me was that the Patriots didn't seem like they had some sort of alternative plan after that happened. Yeah, it just is so, like, not the Patriot way, right? Right, right. You always feel like anything that happened, they always had an answer for it. You know, whether it was in a game or in the off season or whatever it was. You're, you're right. You have to think at this point, now that most of the chips have, you know, or most of the cards have been flipped over, you have to think at this point that maybe they're thinking we got to take one step back to take three steps forward. I mean, let's face it. The division has now caught them. Yep. You know, the, the, the bills, what they did this off season, tremendous, another huge winning off season. For the and I know Bills fans hate to hear we won the offseason and old Rex Ryan <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but they did they did again for the second year in a row they were able to you know Brandon was a wizard again and I I, I like some of the moves that the Dolphins did um, especially because look they're still a couple of years away so I think they've decided look we you know we get build up this back end of the defense and have two shutdown corners and you know, add Shaq Lawson and see what he can do. And, you know, I, I really like what they did because they're, they're st- they still need a quarterback, you know, so yeah. they're still going to draft that guy. And, you know, there's going to be growing pains and development in there. So there's still going to be a couple of years away. And, you know, obviously the Jets, Matt, the Jets, I think we're asleep at the wheel a little bit there at the beginning of free agency, but they still have Sam Darnold who, you know, a lot of most people still believe has a chance to be, you know, a, a legit NFL quarterback but yeah i don't know the patriots man you look at what they what they didn't do it's not even what they did it's what they didn't do it's just kind of yep. just kind of head scratching and you, you wonder if you know well, hey i'll tell you what we're gonna see how great belichick is now no uh, don't get me wrong 
he is one of the greatest of all time. But if he turns this team into an 11 win team, then I give up. I just give up. <laughs> right? There'll be if he wins the division with this team and wins 11 games, there he the fix is in. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he stole his soul. Yeah. Like something I still think that maybe maybe they're waiting on the draft and for all of the because maybe they're waiting for the Bengals to actually make Andy Dalton available. Maybe he's not right now because they have to with you know, you can't have guys in for physicals. Maybe the Bengals want to wait for the draft, make sure everything's good with Joe Burrow, and then he becomes available. I've always thought Dalton would go there, but it just doesn't seem maybe Cam does now. I don't know. It after reading everything from Brian Hoyer when they his agent said they guaranteed him a shot to compete for the starting job, and then reading a bunch of Patriots reporters that I really trust, they all basically say that Belichick likes Jared Stidham is going to give him a shot. Wow, man. And here's the thing. Belichick sees him every day, right? So, I mean, maybe, maybe he knows something that the rest of us don't because, you know, he, I I can't say that Jared Stidham is going to be good or bad because quite frankly, I don't know. If he walked by me on a street, I wouldn't know. (laughs) That's right. Be honest with you. Like I couldn't go. Oh, there's the Patriots quarterback. Tom Brady does. Everybody knows who it is because the glow. That's right. The glow from the rings in his face. I guess. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I don't like Jared Stidham. Is that is that that's Plan A? But look, I I would say if any head coach in the NFL, Bill Belichick has probably earned himself some wiggle room. Yeah, there's if no he doubt. swings and misses on this one, I'm pretty sure he's not going to lose his job. <laughs> no, though, I mean, no, that's that that's for sure. Hey, um, I, I don't want to keep everybody too long because I know that you know we try to keep these things a little shorter so you can um you know have some things to pass your time. So I want to thank Josh first of all uh, for joining me, WIVB Channel Four Sports Director. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter by the way at four. That's the number four, Josh Reed. He is not the former Bills receiver from LSU. He is the sports director. You should not. know but know that by now. But I got to tell you something. This is amazing too. Uh, you had a Twitter question the other day. You said quarantine question watching old school hoops lately. Got me thinking about my childhood. I was always pretending to be Mark price in the backyard yelling at the buzzer. And then you said, who were you and tag some friends? Well, so Tyler Dunn from bleacher report, a friend of ours goes and says he was always Glenn rice and he tags Glenn rice. Also, not only did Cam Newton get released while we were talking, Glenn rice has responded to you on Twitter as we've been talking. Glenn Rice, I saw that he responded to me. Mark Price responded. <laughs> okay, good. I didn't know that. So that's awesome. Glenn yeah. Rice, when you said people forget Michigan had great teams that weren't the Fab Five, Glenn Rice, uh, within the last hour, has said the best team was the 89 championship team. Go Blue. So there you go. Glenn Rice yeah. now jumps in the conversation. Pretty cool. See, that's what happens when you have quarantine content. <laughs> that also tells me Glenn Rice has run out of things to do. <laughs> I mean, well, if listen, Glenn Rice is now responding to Josh Reed's Twitter, yes, we, we Glenn Rice has officially reached the point where, like, he is he's played a few full games of Monopoly, and he's he's run out of things. We have not even touched anything on the Buffalo Bills other than the Tom Brady thing leaving. That's okay. We're going to save that for another time because um, we'll have plenty of time to talk about more of the Bills uh, moves they made in the offseason. But Josh, you know, thanks, buddy. Appreciate your friendship, and um, you know, stay safe, you and Elizabeth and. Uh, Kellen and, and Barkley, and you know, obviously, we're going to catch up soon, and we'll be able to see each other, not just talk here. Hey, by the way, speaking of Barkley and dogs, yeah, talk about the big winner in the whole quarantine thing, right? Dogs are uh, the big winner, no doubt. Because 
I mean, they've got their humans with them now all day, <laughs> That's all right. night. That's right. I, I'm, I, I say that, and at the same time, my dog's staring at me like, are you leaving soon? Now, although like, I will tell loud. you, I will tell you, Roxy, my dog, she is so in love with me, as you know. She's actually, I think, yeah. and she's she's jealous that Max is home. So, like, she used, <laughs> a lot of times I'm home, and, I, you know, it's just me and her. Yeah. She's now, I think she's upset. Like, dude, what is up here? Like, you are dividing your attention with that little dude and me now, I, this is not acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Ha- to have a dog's life. Hey, you stay safe, stay healthy. Tell Yana and Max, I said, hello. Um, yeah. And, and rock in the best of health to Roxy as well. All right. Thanks a lot for coming aboard to the South sports and stuff podcast. This was episode number 17. I'm sure 18 will be right around the corner. In the meantime, we got plenty of content at WGR550.com. Don't forget my Sporkle trivia questions. And we got a lot to talk about on the radio. WGR 550 on the dial with Howard and Jeremy in the morning. Show up in the Bulldog in the afternoon, and I'll be joining them as well. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Do what you have to do to make sure you get through all of this stuff, and we're going to be there for you, I promise. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.